that's it. It's over. This historic 2020 NBA championship belongs to the Los Angeles Lakers. What is going on, Lakers family? Aldo Ray here. Welcome back to Lake Show Take. So, guys, after the Lakers were able to go 4-0 and on the road, Lakers come back home and unfortunately took a L against the San Antonio Spurs. But they were able to come back the next day and get a win against the Chicago Bulls. So it was a great bounce back win. But going back to the San Antonio game, we just got to say, what was that? Because watching that game, it was probably the worst performance I've seen from this Lakers squad. Now, again, the Lakers did go 4-0 and on the road, now uh, play playing back at home. We're now 3-3. Three and -three. So this is something similar that we've seen from last season where the Lakers just happened to play a little bit better on the road instead of playing at home. And the Lakers coming back home against the Spurs, we just saw a lackluster performance. Uh, the energy wasn't there. Once again, we were committing unforced turnovers. There were many times where a lot of our passes were being telegraphed. And this is probably the worst performance I've seen from this Lakers defense. They just, it, it seemed that, it seemed like they couldn't just get over the hump. And anytime the Lakers just wanted to get things close, they were down by five points, they were down by three points, they were maybe able to tie it once in the entire game. The Lakers, unfortunately, just couldn't get a lead. Uh, it seemed like the Lakers were just waiting for the Spurs to just miss some sort of open jump shot or just some contested jump shot. They were on fire from the uh, three-point line. Uh, the Spurs were able to connect with uh, 16 three-pointers. And they were shooting, yeah, they were shooting about 45% compared to the Lakers. The Lakers hit 10 out of 30 from their, from their threes, shooting just 33%. So not only did the Lakers uh, struggle in their interior defense, or they have been struggling in their interior defense, it seemed like in this case, the Lakers just weren't able to just really lock in in their perimeter defense. And a lot of these guys from the Spurs were just on fire all day long. LaMarcus Aldridge, just coming back from knee injury. Lonnie Walker, DeJounte Murray, uh, even Rudy Gay. I just all the, uh, Patty Mills, all these guys just were lights out from three. And they were just coming back from a uh, Clippers win. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, they definitely want to make a statement, and it makes sense. You know, the Lakers just beat them in San Antonio twice in a row. So, of course, they wanted to come back and to get a little revenge game. So, the Lakers had it coming. Uh, it's, it's difficult to play a team already three times in a week just because now the Spurs understood what they had to do on their end. They made uh, great adjustments. Popovich does an amazing job with his squad. So, kudos to them. But... Again, this is something that the Lakers have to fix. During the fourth quarter, coverages weren't being met. Outside of LeBron and AD, you know they were able to score 50 points for for the team, but everybody else needed to step up. Needed to step up. I've I've discussed that the Lakers on any given night, consistently, the Lakers bench from a depth perspective, the bench has to step up. They have to step up. In order for them to have a great game, the Lakers bench has to at least score 
in my eyes, at least 40 points. I think that's ambitious, like I've mentioned, but in order for them to be successful, that bench has to score 40. If they're scoring 20 plus, that probably tells me and it tells all of you guys that LeBron and AD are carrying the load. And, you know, that's something that we we don't need from our two stars, especially when when we go against teams like the Spurs. So we know that Caruso, well, Caruso did, did come back, uh, played well, by the way. But once Caruso is finally getting his minutes, once KCP is coming back, once Kuz comes down over to, to the bench, I think everything will just fall in order. Now, Kuzma, Kuzma had a great game it's just that he is he did have a double double he had 13 points 10 rebounds but the problem was is that his shooting again it's inefficient you know it's either we get the good coups or the bad coups you know we have we have games where you know coups is great and you know we think he's maybe gonna have a stretch of games where he's consistent but again it seems like we're just getting in terms of um of offense it's been inefficient uh for kuzma on the other hand, he has provided rebounds. His defense has has improved. So that's something that is a positive for Kuzma. And and Dennis. Dennis has to step up. You know, he was able to step up against the Bulls, and we'll get to that. But Dennis, with the Spurs loss, up until that game, I believe it was maybe three to four games in a row where Dennis wasn't he wasn't able to get so some sort of rhythm. And, and it happens. You know, Truder was able to shooter was able to play really well those first five games so i'm not worried about him whatsoever but with him being in the starting lineup he has to have some sort of momentum in that in that starting unit because we see that he's able to do that and his defense has been great but his offense does need to pick up we can't have a lebron and ad scoring 50 plus points every uh, given night especially with teams like this. So that's inexcusable for, for Dennis to be playing the way he, he's been playing. And Mark Gasol, oh my gosh. Mark, Mark is playing well, but the problem is, is that he keeps getting in foul trouble. He can't, he, you know, he's, he's been able to get into position to block shots, to uh, slap at the ball once uh, someone comes in the paint. So he just needs to stay on the floor to be effective. Just a couple games ago, and if I'm not mistaken, LeBron and Mark, they're actually the best duo in net rating. They're probably now in the top five, but last time I checked, they were number one in net rating between uh, LeBron and Mark. So it shows me that Mark is very capable of being effective and and having production with this starting unit. He just has to stay on the floor but the, the thing is is that within everybody's struggles whether that's Kuz, Schroeder, you know AD even, AD seems like he's he's choosing what games to, to play well in and it makes sense you know he is pacing himself just like LeBron but overall in this game the defense just wasn't there the defense it's it's like it's like it's like Bradley Beal like Bradley Beal mentioned to his to his Wizards team they couldn't even guard a parked car now i know that's a drastic example and i am not saying whatsoever that this Lakers defense is like the Wizards defense the Wizards defense is 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 down at the bottom i believe they're like the 28th worst defensive team in the league now 
we're just spoiled on our end. The Lakers currently right now in defensive efficiency, we are number nine. So again, I am not saying that the Lakers are even near the Wizards. All I'm saying is that the Lakers defense has been struggling and it's been frustrating. And we are seeing it from AD in his press conference. He, he mentioned his frustrations with the team. He mentioned in the post-game interview, we didn't play any defense. Our defense was shit tonight. We didn't play one lick of defense and them guys did whatever they want, end quote. And it's true. The Spurs got anything they wanted. They got every three they wanted. And the Lakers were just hoping that they were just going to get cold. And they never did. So by the end of the third quarter, the Lakers were able to finally get some great ball movement. I believe this is where the Lakers, I started to see some energy within them. And with LeBron and AD leading the charge, mainly LeBron in this case, by the third quarter, he, was, he already had a double-double. But the Lakers had a 13-5 run ending the third quarter with just one minute left. I thought by, by this moment, the Lakers were about to take over. You know, we have seen them, unfortunately, do this turn it on and turn it off type of uh, mindset. And I thought we were going to see uh, something very similar uh, with them when where they were just going to finally, you know, get things clicking. But unfortunately, they didn't extend the lead. The Spurs still had great games from their from their stars and from their role players. DeRozan played well as well. I know I mentioned Aldridge, Walker, and DeJounte earlier, but DeRozan, he had a solid game. But point is, is that just the Lakers, unfortunately, just couldn't get over the hump with 80s, 23 points and 10 rebounds, and LeBron's 27 points, 12 assists, and six rebound game, close to a near triple-double. Even with that production, the Lakers just couldn't get over the hump. They never had the lead, and the problem was is that their defense was lackluster. They let the Spurs hit 16 three-pointers, and our bench has to be better. Taylor Horn Tucker, I thought this game was going to be his best game because by the first half, he had 10 points, and I thought he was on, on route to maybe get 20 points, maybe 20, 25 points, and this would have been a great game for him. Just like him, and everybody else on this team, this is a great opportunity to show the coaching staff without Caruso. He did play, yes, but with his limited minutes and with KCP still out, this would have been a great time for THT and others to really step up. But the Lakers overall, they just have to have better starts. The Lakers can't start slow. They can't commit unforced turnovers. They have to start creating habits. And... I hope that this loss showed them that they can't have a turn it on and turn it off type of mindset. And they can't have these types of games where they just think that, oh, okay, yeah, by, by the fourth quarter, things are just going to go our way and we're just going to give it to AD and LeBron and they're just going to take us to the promised land. You know, that can work only so many times, but this is the NBA. Every team, even though with, with, with teams like the Spurs and even though the Lakers should be handling their business against the Spurs, these are professionals and they have to go into these games understanding that because you are the Lakers, because you are the world champions, every team in the league is going to give you their best. So with that being said, getting into the Chicago Bulls win, 
We did see a lineup change with Markeith Morris and Wes Matthews filling in for AD and KCP. We have seen Kuz get the starting job, but I believe this was a message towards the Spurs loss. We did see AD's frustration and and it was and it was valid. Anthony Davis was very frustrated with the Lakers defense, with their interior defense, with their perimeter defense. He knows that they can be better, and he knows that he can be uh, better as well. And with him not playing and him sitting out, I believe Vogel wanted to have a veteran lineup out there with Morris and with Wes out there. And I think it was a great, great job by Vogel and the staff by implementing Morris and Wes. By Vogel adding Morris and Wes into the starting lineup, this gave the Lakers... I believe a better shot uh, defensively from the perimeter and the interior. This is a somewhat small ball lineup. They do have Mark in there still, but in terms of a shooting perspective, they were able to have more shooting out there with those two guys. So not only do you increase the defense, but you increase the shooting and you also increase the toughness. Again, I like Vogel what he did. AD wasn't pleased with the defense, so it's great that a defensive-minded coach like Vogel can be non-fearful to do what's what's best for the team. So with KCP out of the starting lineup, Wes, I believe, should be starting every game. It doesn't mean that Kuz isn't doing a good job. I just think that if you want to have a player that is similar in, in terms of KCP, then I think Wes Matthews fits that bill better because of his uh, shooting ability. So with Wes having the type of season that he's had thus far, he was struggling during the preseason. He was struggling during training camp. He has been struggling for this early part of the season, but we have now seen in the last three, four games, you know, ever since he went six for six from beyond the arc, he, he's been able to get more rhythm into his jump shot. So I think it's best that when we have Wesley out there, we should have him out there with LeBron because we all know that LeBron's going to find him. LeBron's ability to find people, his court vision is second to none. So Wes Matthews' ability to relocate is going to be beneficiary for LeBron. It's going to be beneficial for Wes for himself. So if Vogel can trust Wes to be out there with LeBron, I believe that starting lineup can be just as dangerous as if it were KCP out there. But discussing the Lakers' defense in this Bulls win, we still saw them struggle. And it, it's funny because, you know, I feel like the last couple of games, I've had a lot of my fantasy players uh, play against the Lakers. So it's like, when, when, when the Lakers played the Grizzlies, I was like, okay, I hope Valanchunas at least gets me a double-double. Give me 10 points and 10-plus and boards and call it good, but I want the Lakers to win. And in this game, I'm like, I'm like, all right, so if Levine can just give me 50, but the Lakers somehow still get the win, then I'm cool with it. But I shouldn't be thinking like that. I, I know that that sounds wrong coming from your guys' end. We should not let Levine go for 50 because that's only going to cause more havoc on the Lakers and defensively but Levine was able to put up 38 points he was able to have 19 points in the first quarter now the Lakers were able to do a better job in the second they were double teaming him like crazy so I'm glad that they were able to contain him 
in the second quarter. But once the second half uh, started, I think the Lakers could have done a similar job to what they did in the second quarter. We were also very fortunate that Levine did not hit that fall away shot to, I believe, get them the lead. And that was just right before LeBron took this just crazy 40-footer. I think uh, LeBron could have had a better shot, but, I mean, he is the king. If that shot uh, were to go down, there's no complaints. So I'm glad that Levine didn't hit that last go-ahead bucket. The freshening thing about this Bulls win, and I say that like if I'm mad, and, and, I, and I'm frustrated that the Lakers, yes, like their defense has been struggling, and I'm frustrated that the Lakers just can't do the little things. A win is a win, but the Lakers have to do better. The Bulls in the entire league, they average the most turnovers that any other team does. They average about 16 turnovers. That's worse in the league. And the Lakers, they, they had to tie up their defense. With teams like this that turn over the ball that much, they have to create opportunities for themselves. By them, by the Lakers creating turnovers, that's only going to lead them to transition points. And I think that's just the one thing that the Lakers should have taken advantage from. And that is that the Bulls are sloppy with the ball. And in this win, the Lakers just couldn't do that. And with AD being out, we saw Wendell Carter Jr. have a good game. Thaddeus Young, again, Zach Levine, Kobe White had a good game. A lot of these guys were able to do a lot of damage against the Lakers. And that's where the defense just needed to be better. They, it needed to be tightened up. And with the Lakers defense still struggling, I mentioned the Lakers are still in the top 10 in defensive efficiency. We are currently number nine. So with our defense being just a tad bit slower than what it was to last season, in this game, what helped us was our offense. And that's something that has increased since last season. And I've mentioned many times now, the Lakers, in order for them to win on any given night consistently, from a depth perspective, the Lakers need to have at least 40 points from their bench. And in this case, the Lakers were able to do that. Montrez was able to score 17 points, have 14 rebounds, was very efficient from the floor, shot 7 of 13. We also saw Caruso getting his sea legs back and had nine points, three assists, two rebounds, had three threes, which was great. Tucker had nine points, shot three of five, also had two rebounds, three assists. So we were able to see our bench finally get some production. The Lakers did end up having 41 points from their from their bench and compared to the 32 points from the Bulls bench. So this was a great sign to see from our squad but after the game LeBron had some interesting things to say about the Lakers he mentioned through the first 10 games I think we've played B plus basketball and that is absolutely okay we're a team that added basically five pieces to the rotation and we're still learning each other we're getting accustomed to different lineups playing different guys and we're playing pretty good basketball we want to be better that lets me know we have room to improve, which is a bright spot. So this is great coming from LeBron. And we did see the frustration from AD that we've had executed lackluster defense. 
but LeBron is giving us the inside scoop of what the Lakers can be, and he understands that they do need to play better. You know, we are seven and three, which is great. We're number two in the West, but we understand that this team is just only going to get better. The Lakers have just scratched the surface, but as the season progresses, I guarantee that the chemistry within these guys is just only going to get better. And we know how vital chemistry is for this Lakers team. We saw that last season. Chemistry is key, but as the season progresses, continuity with, with these guys will only get stronger. And let's remember, this is an extended preseason. The Lakers had a, a shortened training camp and preseason. Last season, the Lakers had more time to get reps in and more time to get to know each other in terms of on-court chemistry. But I guarantee that once Caruso is back and KCP is hopefully returning soon, these guys can continue their on-court chemistry and we'll see them just mesh better game by game. So with that being said, guys, I'm very pleased thus far for what we've seen from the Lakers. There are areas that where the Lakers do need to improve in terms of the defensive side of the ball, but it's going to take time. The Lakers are going to figure it out. When the Lakers constructed last year's team, we saw the same thing, and it took time. You know, the offense was was there, but, but the defense, uh, we knew that it could be better, especially coming from a defensive-minded coach like Vogel. So I'm not worried where the Lakers stand today. With injuries kind of piling up for the Lakers, you know, with KCP not playing, AD sitting out in this Bulls victory, I know that the Lakers are going to come back even better. And it's, and it's going to take time. And it's only a matter of time that we're going to see what this team is capable of. But I was pleased to see everybody step up in this Bulls win. LeBron had a great game. Trez had a great game. And I was very happy to see Schroeder have a great game himself. He has been struggling in the past couple of games. And Wes. Wes was able to get out there. And he was able to knock down those three bombs. So... That's something that we have to see on a consistent basis from him. But with that being said, guys, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Thank you so much for your guys' support. The Lakers do take on the Rockets up next, so I'm excited to see if AD is going to play. I know Christian Wood has been out here saying how he's been circling the day on when he's, on when he's going to be able to go against AD. So very excited to see that. But again, with that being said, guys, I will let you guys go. I'll talk to you guys soon. Appreciate everything. Much love. Take care.